If you like the Middle-Aged Man Talk podcast, consider giving us your support on Patreon. Ooh, hello and welcome to the Middle-Aged Man Talk podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Buford, and with me is Richard Rodriguez. That's like the worst Scottish accent ever, isn't it? It's terrible. It's pretty darn terrible. Welcome to the Middle-Aged Man Talk podcast, where we're from Canada and not Scotland. Although I'm half-ish Scottish. And my, wife, my wife's got Scottish in her. Most people from Quebec and Ontario are probably at least half Scottish going way back. Yeah, my wife's uh, dad, his name's Donald. Um, he's a Presbyterian minister. Presbyterian? Yes, which is... That sounds more Irish now. Ooh, he's a Presbyterian minister, is he? You know what they say about Presbyterian ministers? <laughs> I don't know what they say. Do they say... Does anyone say anything about Presbyterian ministers? No, not really. They're not particularly interesting. No, because they're... Having sex with their wives. <laughs> and, yeah. We're kidding. They don't have sex with their wives. Um... <laughs> That would be impure. Impure. Don't think impure thoughts. We're off to a good start with Middle-Aged Man Talk. Um, Whenever we have a two-week gap in recording, it's always a bit more, I'm happy to see you and it's silly. The energy is (laughs) different. Yeah, so so tonight we have... Real wasabi peas, not horseradish. Yeah, real wasabi peas that I found at... Food Basics. Yep. I like food. I went to a Food Basics in, I think we talked about the show in Markham this past summer... And it was very Chinesey, and I loved it. So, Food Basics. Um, it's a good discount grocery store in Ontario, and is it beyond Ontario? I'm not sure. It's definitely a discount. It's a discount uh, grocery store, but because it's a discount grocery store, it actually caters a lot to immigrants. That is true. I do see a lot of um, Asian to Southeast Asian people there, Indian people. It's um, it's pretty good. Like, like, like for... Um, for all the various curry things and spices, they yeah. have many kinds of rice. Yeah, they have a bunch of uh, Jamaican spices and stuff like that. I've seen that. I haven't I haven't dived into Caribbean food too much. Caribbean food's a little bit more foreign to me still. You know what I want to get into? French African food. Like the peanut sauces, you know, the, the, the savory peanut sauces, which they do in China, parts of China to some degree too. Um, but one thing I noticed, whenever they do peanut butter in Asian restaurants here for a peanut sauce, they're using a North American sugary peanut butter. They're not. Cause I have a friend from Sierra Leone, and he's like, no, no, you need like peanut butter that's just peanut butter. You can't have sugar in it because it, it doesn't taste right with all that sugar in the dish. Mm-hmm. So anyway, tonight's topic, drum roll, please. Pigtail theory. Have you ever heard of pigtail? Oh, the wasabi peas. They're good, right? Yeah, they are. I'm really enjoying them. All right, tonight's topic, pigtail theory. Have you heard of pigtail theory? No, I have not. Now, as so, to do with waitresses, um, you mentioned that. So anything, so here's the thing. So, uh, so pigtail theory, there's a million TikToks and reels and short videos about this. But basically, uh, when waitresses, especially like the college age waitresses working like your regular kind of box store restaurants... Um, I think, and bars, you know, those kind of places, you know, wing restaurants, that kind of type of venue, especially, I think. When they wear uh, pigtails, 
as opposed to like ponytail or like a different kind of hairstyle. Um, and usually waitresses want their hair tied back to some degree because they're, you know, we're doing dealing with food. Yeah, dealing with well, food and delivering things and running around and looking at people and coordinating with other waitresses. So they do pigtails, you get more tips. So the theory is if you're a, you know, young 22 year old waitress, you're, you're a college student, your part time job, you will get significantly more, significantly more tips if you have pigtails than if you don't. And that's, and apparently it works. There's a lot of like anecdotal evidence from these young waitresses on the internet, hence their videos. Here's how you do it. And there was an article, the way I, I read it because I was on my work homepage, which is really like, I think one of the main news homepages for one of the like Microsoft or MSN or one of these places. So they have kind of all these like crazy news articles. Yep. I skimmed through them and it was like pigtail theory to get more tips. And I thought I used to work in a restaurant. It's, it's kind of tips. How's that work? Um, it wouldn't work for me. I don't. If I had really cute pigtails, 300 pound, Irish looking man. <gasps> There's a ghost. Open the door. No, the dog has learned how to open that door. And close it? It closes on its own. Should we do a thing about that? We can let the dog in. Or I could give the dog another chicken leg. But the dog will... Dogs learned learned that the chicken legs are in here. There we go. All right, the podcast dog is here. Now the podcast dog's in the podcast room. What show? Where were we? Pigtail Theory. Yeah, Pigtail Theory. So this young woman, I guess, was interviewed or she posted things and people were writing about it. Uh, But she said she had her job with her base salary of a couple bucks an hour plus tips. And she was kind of like bummed out. She wasn't making very much. And she saw one of these mini videos. And, and they, they show like part of her face in the, in the picture in the article. So she's, you know, a cute, attractive, you know, young, early 20-something, I guess, um, blonde girl. And she did the cute pigtails. And the tips were more, more and more and more right away. And uh, that's and then she got her first like $100 tip one night. Some guy gave her $100 for tip on top of whatever the bill was for I imagine beer and chicken wings and, you know, you know, I think it's like a sports bar type thing a little bit. But the interesting thing is the the people that tip more generally are men in their, I guess, like 40s and 50s or late 30s, middle-aged men. That's why it's pertinent to our yes. discussion that a lot of middle-aged men are, are doing this. And she tells one story about a guy, he had like left her like a really like generous tip, like on the, you know, the credit card receipt where you write in the tip and they go and charge it. Um, but she could tell where his wife had like crossed it off and she was like giving her like dirty looks. So there is, like, a certain amount of jealousy there. She's like, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm just trying to get more tips. I'm not trying to, like, steal your husband. I don't want them. You can have them. A nicer tip is good, though. But it's interesting because she said, you know, I'm just trying to actually, you know, make a living here. So if someone wants to tip me, let them tip me. Um, yeah, there is a, there, there is something to, uh, I suppose that's a better way than, well, just wearing a shorter skirt or. Um, this is going to, hold on, dog. Okay, we're going to have to put the dog out. Yeah, yeah. And close, keep we'll, the door we'll go back to your short skirt comment. Hello, dog. Hi. Yeah, you also have, I think. I'm going to pause it for a second. Yeah. So recording, recording back. We're back. Okay. So you were saying something about so um, the short, pigtails is better than the short skirts or you know low cut um, hooters. Yeah, it's hooters. Uh, but this is something that uh, my wife, when she was uh, end of high school, uh, first couple of years of college, when she was home. Or university. When she was home, she worked for a catering company, and they catered some of the cruises down on the on Lake Erie. Oh yeah. One of her coworkers, who was more experienced at this, who got a lot more tips, but she did it because she would wear like a short skirt, shorter sh- short short skirt. Where you can um, almost see like her panties or whatnot. No, not not that short. But 
Um, and she would, you know, um, they, they had a, uh, because they're catering, they had a white dress shirt type thing that they wore. Yeah, the standard caterer's uniform. Yeah, yeah So she, but she would unbutton her... Oh, her boob area? Her, basically, so she had cleavage showing. And she would make a point of smiling at all of her male customers. Oh, that eye, heavy eye contact smiling? Hi, rub your arm, what can I get for you? Not quite that to that point. But she would basically flirt mildly. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that does sound, kind of sound like the um, the waitress playbook to get more tips. And let's be honest, the point of waitressing is tipping. Oh, beer. Yeah. What are we drinking tonight, Richard? So tonight we have from Newfoundland, Canada. Dream of the West, cream ale. Cream ale is popular, I believe. Um, I remember all the cream ales I had uh, when I was young, living in Newfoundland. They were um, like, well, young. I mean, like you know, nineteen-ish. But they were always Irish or from Ireland or an Irish brand. So it, it is an Irish thing, cream ales. Or at least that's what we got coming over from Ireland. Yeah. Um, cream ales are made with rice and corn. Rice, huh? Mm-hmm. Is rice a big crop in Ireland? No, but it's... Imported, I guess. Imported, but it's still fairly cheap. Oh, the so, Caribbean. They grow a lot of rice in the Caribbean, the old trade. The British trade routes. Maybe maybe it was rice from the Caribbean. And we have this, what do we do? But it's not a lot of rice, and it's um, equal parts rice and corn, and then which okay. ma- make up a per- portion of, basically as a way of uh, reducing the num- amount of barley that you're using. Oh, okay, so it saves, there's a way to cut barley. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how a Nutella is a way to save chocolate, or was originally during the war. Add some hazelnuts in there. So, how rice. How is it? How is it? It's good. I've not had a cream ale in a while. They have kind of this fruitier taste. I used to drink Caffrey's as a favorite if it was like on draft, which is like a mainstream one. Yep. That dog, your dog, the podcast dog, is pounding at the door to yes. get in. Unfortunately, I can't put him anywhere. I can't because he's an outdoor dog, so he can't be inside for the podcast. And he's being very disruptive. Normally, he just sort of sits around. So the whole pigtail thing, what I wanted to talk to you about with the waitresses doing pigtails. Is it a Lolita thing? A what? Lolita. Who's Lolita? I believe that term comes from a novel of the title Lolita, and it was basic. It's an underage sex story. Oh, okay. So, um, like, what's that Lagoon movie with that woman? Uh, was it Blue Lagoon? You know, the the, the, the two young adolescents. Yeah, with are, uh, shipwrecked. Brooks, um, Susan. You know, suddenly Susan. She did the show. Suddenly Susan, the sitcom. Yeah, Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields. Right, right. So, because Brooke Shields was kind of like this sex symbol for that kind of generation or half generation, because you know, teenagers discovering sex on their own. So, when so you, she, and she was fourteen when she shot the movie. Right, but of course, I mean, if you left a couple fourteen-year-olds alone on a desert island, yes, they would. Sooner or later, they're going to figure out. It's showing it in the movie was the, you know, thing I never, that I never is, saw the movie actually. So there's full nudity. There's, well, there's, I saw the Sunday afternoon edited special. Yes, there is nudity in the movie. I'm okay with nudity if it's like tasteful in a regular movie. Yes, but do you, are you okay with um, 14 year olds, 14 year old actresses? She was 14 at the time. I mean, if doing a, a it's, it's tricky, full nudity sex scene, it it's tricky that because I mean she was doing it with a boy her own age. It wasn't like with some like old weirdo. Yes, well, but there was an old weirdo fil- filming it. Probably. I mean, like that's everyone in Hollywood, <coughs> but. If you're over the age of 40 in Hollywood, you're an old weirdo. Do you want to open more peas? Yeah, I'm going to open another thing of peas. They're good. I like them. Thank you. Yeah, so th- that is kind of interesting. Like, are you actually... Oh, cause I have a daughter now who's still like a toddler, but I have a daughter. And the thing is, though, if it is 
if it's proper acting and storytelling, and they're not actually having an actual like sex in the in, you know in the movie, it's not it's not pornography. Uh, there's the, the artistic side of me says yeah, then maybe it's okay, you know, if they're okay with it and their parents are okay with it, and it's been discussed ahead of time. It's not just kind of you know thrust upon them. But of course, when that movie came out, that would have been terribly scandalous. No, the thing is, at the time, it wasn't super really scandal- no because she was so young, they didn't care. It, it, it was a different time. It is interesting what's scandalous now and isn't. Like, uh, I was watching an interview with Bill Maher and Matthew Perry. He has a book that came out about his life and his drug addictions and stuff. Uh, But anyway, they're talking about how... I can't remember seeing this movie, but I must have seen it. It was a Chris Farley movie that Matthew Perry did with him. And apparently when they were filming this movie, as as like a laugh... Every time you'd like open the door to go get Chris out of his trailer or he's on set or you have to open the door like for the scene, like knock, knock, you know, and he opens the door, he'd be completely naked. It was not in the script. It was, it was just Chris Farley trying to get a laugh just for fun. It's like the middle of shooting. The whole like crew is there. Chris is behind the door, takes off all of his clothes. Matthew knocks on the door. Matthew, you know, Perry. Um, Chris opens the door. Chris Farley, big fat white guy, totally naked. And nowadays it'd be like, oh, that's inappropriate. You can't do it. Naked in the workplace and it wasn't called for. And So you're thinking there's some sort of like young, adolescent, hot, you know, girl type thing with the pigtails? Yes, it's the... Um, Innocence factor? The the uh, the schoolgirl kind of... Um, yeah, like the... the, the fetish. Um, yeah, like the, the cheerleader, which is a very common yeah. one. Yeah, the cheerleader one. Um, yeah, possibly. I was also thinking too, like... You know, there is that kind of instinct, too, to, like, protect young girls. So in some way, if you're giving her more money, you're, like, you're helping her so she can, you know, provide for herself this way. Um, I saw an interesting interview on CBC maybe 20 years ago, and it was with homeless kids in Toronto, like teenagers. And they kind of lived here or there, or, like, some people shared an apartment or they were squatting somewhere. And it was they were squeegee kids, mostly. That's how they, they found them. And the girls would get ten times as much tips for squeegeeing cars they weren't dressed sexy they didn't have pigtails but um they suspect this with their their own thought these like um homeless youths they suspected that the reason why girls got more was that well they give me ten dollars instead of one dollar then maybe i won't have to go and sell my vagina or you know be a prostitute so i kind of wonder is there some psychological element to that with the pretty young waitress who looks so oh she's so young and juvenile i should take care of her as opposed to the you know, 53-year-old waitress that kind of reminds me of your, of your mom, you know, and she's a little bit gray-haired and kind of, you know, a little bit overweight. She's like, what do y'all wants? Some of those waitresses are the best, though. There's one at a diner in town. Uh, you know Morrison's, the 100-year-old yes. diner? Yes, One of the older waitresses, I think, was there when they built the place 100 years ago. I was there one time for lunch many years ago, and we went in, sat down. We knew we wanted, like, the special or your food, and it was there, I kid you, in, like, four minutes like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a diner, you know, fry, quick, yeah. making stuff. But it was like four minutes, here's our food. And I was like shocked. And it's a quick place anyway. Like only 10 minutes is like max. But I was like, wow, that was really quick. And she didn't really stop. She walked by, gave us her food. She gives her, here you go. Wow, that was fast. Yeah, the cooks are afraid of me. And she kept going. She was gone. There was no like conversation. <laughs> she just, lunchtime in a busy diner, yeah. she's running. And I thought, yeah, that's great. But... You don't feel the need to tip her a hundred dollars. <laughs> like I still tipped her well. I gave her a nice tip, but you don't have that impulse like, oh, I should give her more. You think it's a little bit 
Jerry Seinfeld has that classic bit he does about why do men honk horns at women? You see a beautiful woman on the sidewalk, you're driving a car, you honk, you yell at the window, hey baby, nice whatevers, but then you keep driving away. What is she, what's going to happen next? Like, what, you haven't thought this out. Like, it's one thing if you see a woman and you're interested and you approach her, oh, hello, how are you? Want to go for a drink? Like that, that's going to, even if you said, whoa, you look great, you want to, whatever, that's something. Like, there could be a next step. But the car, she's the, the Seinfeld bit is like, what's she going to do? Oh, I had no idea you felt that way. And start chasing you down the street, running behind your car. No, you know, no, of course not. So I kind of wonder, is it a little bit like, oh, I'll give her a really good tip. Because, you know, then she'll know I can, I'm a provider. I'm a good hunter in the hunter-gatherer sense. Well, then she want to, you know, mount me. Is there is there that is there that aspect to it? Look at all the money I can afford to tip you, ergo, I'm a good hunter. There might be. Um the guys, a lot of things come back comes back to sex. Uh, even if it isn't actually having sex, it comes down to could being, I? Would yes. you want to? Exactly. Can I get her number? I, I I've known guys who try to get numbers from pretty girls, even if they have a girlfriend, just for the point of oh, I still got it. Yeah. I still got it. Well, it's it's kind of you know I've been on enough business trips where it's like okay, um, you know it's like you're in a new town that sort of stuff. Having a pretty waitress. You know, Bing! Kind of, cell phone! Ultimate offense. I am on call. You're on call. Yes. So when you're on one of your sexy business trips... They're not sexy. <laughs> you're like, I have to share my room with a man named Ted. <laughs> usually I get my own room. Um, but I... Having to share your own room as a grown man, like you have to set like the ground rules. If you need to touch yourself, that's what the shower is for. And I said this once on a trip to a very good friend of mine, and he was like... After the fact, you know, after the trip, he's like, I'm glad you said that, just so we had the ground rule. I'm like, I totally broke that rule. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I totally broke my... He's like, oh, where? Everywhere. Wait, didn't you borrow my laptop? Anyway, I'll see you later. No. Most uh, of that is not true. <laughs> but some of it definitely is. Some of it's definitely no, true. Our, our company policy is to... Do not touch yourself no, while you're sharing a room no, with it's, Ted. It's, there's no shared rooms. No shared accommodations. So I guess you could bring your like your your wife or something if she wanted to go. Yes, you can do that. I've done that. Yeah, you can have you, you but two coworkers unless they're married. Yeah, I, I, I guess it's like they were be... tight on rooms. It was like your bro, one of your buddies at work. Like I I did that um, first time I went to Sector. Me and my coworker to we, what Sect Sector Sector what Sector Sector is Sector is Canada's premier security conference. Oh, okay. Because when you said sector or sector, it sounded a little bit like specter. Specter? Specter, like James Bond. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm actually a ma-. And you're wearing a spider on your shirt. I was a little bit like, are you part of an evil organization as a black spider? As there, And you're like, yeah, I'm, didn't you know? I, yeah. <laughs> I have a golden gun in the drawer right over there. I'm going to use it to kill, uh, you know. Um. <laughs> Your Canadian arm of Spectre. The Canadian arm of Spectre. I've got a gold pitchfork. You're smuggling maple syrup, which is actually a thing. Yep. Huge amounts get smuggled to America. I had no idea. Or, like, it's imported without custom duty payments, but it's... Anyway. Um, Yeah, so, basically, we... Richard Rodriguez. Evil Spectre. We we went to this conference um, because a vendor paid for our tickets to, to go. To try to flog you stuff later, sure. And there was no travel budget or anything like that. So we couldn't talk our boss into, well, there was no budget. We managed to get approval because we said, oh, we'll share a room. This is before they had the policy in place that you couldn't share a room. Right. 
And how so, does that work now in the new world where, like, it's okay to be gay, which is a that, good that's, thing? That's why. Oh, I see. Because you and your buddy, like, you, you know. Yes. Because it used to be if it was, like, two buddies, like, friends, colleagues, oh, we'll share a room, we'll save the company money, good on you. And now it's like, you guys might be gay together and having a relationship, and that's romantic workplace involvement, that's not allowed. And- well, romantic workplace involvements are allowed. It's just, the problem is when you're sharing a room, the reason why you didn't have male and female co-workers sharing a room was because it wow. it added temptation. Well, yeah, you were alone in a room for, what, 12 hours a night? You go up to the room after supper. Yep. Um, and it can create scandal. So you avoid that situation. And now with, with an equal opportunity world, you kind of have to avoid the temptation with everybody because you can't just assume. I, I find it funny because, like, now there is no real Ted, but for the hypothetical argument we're having here... I don't think you'd do anything with Ted. I think if you and Ted shared a room, like a two bed, you know, like I think it would be if you and I shared a room and there was one bed, it would be like trains, planes, and automobiles. I'm John Candy and you're Steve Martin. Is, have, you, have you seen the movie? Yes, I have. It's, uh, In 1988. <laughs> I've seen most of what I've seen lately has been excerpts, but. Yeah, so basically, uh, trains, planes, automobiles. These guys meet on the plane and become, like, kind of quick friends. All the flights are canceled. And John Candy calls the hotel and gets a room. This guy called his family first. Was it Was it Steve Martin? It was Steve Martin, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, I've noticed this pop up on Netflix. So it's like, oh, I'll watch that. I haven't seen that in 25 years. Um, I like the time there's movies I remember fondly that I haven't seen in 25 years. It's uh, Anyway. So uh, they end up getting the room and they get in there and there's only one like double, not even a queen, like a double bed. And like they kind of share it out back to back. Okay, well, it's a night. Yeah, we have to do this. And they're kind of like new strangers. They just met on the plane, but they kind of hit it off. Uh, Well, it's one of those like um, odd couple kind of relationships. And of course, like it starts out and it's like, you know, awkward. Then the morning, like they're like all on top of each other, and it's like, oh god, you wake up. And that's where that trope comes from, I think. The whole like you you fall asleep in a tent or fall asleep wherever with other people, then you wake up and it's like, whose hands on my crotch? Yeah, actually, that's gonna bring up camping because uh, this is this is who's sharing a tent. Well, lots of people share tents. You know, this and this is no one ever thinks twice about sharing a tent with you know another guy or something like that. Right. And these tents are the size of a some smaller of the, than a hotel room. They're small. Some of them are smaller than a queen size bed. But you got your sleeping bag. There is like a like a there's like a layer between. Yeah, but even on a double bed, you can use two blankets. I guess so. You don't have to share the the uh, duvet. I'm thinking if you and I went camping, would we share a tent? Do you snore? I don't know. I can't hear myself when I'm sleeping. I'd have to ask. Should I share a tent with Brendan? You'd have to ask my wife. Uh, she wouldn't care. She'd be like, I don't care. I don't care at all if you... No, no, it's, it's, she doesn't care about me sharing a tent, It's, but she might recommend it. She would be it. like, you should get your own tent, Richard. My wife would be like, you should get your own tent. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, so the whole pigtail thing, I think... It my... makes them cuter, which um, different guys will take differently, but is generally guys like cute things... For different reasons. Everyone likes cute things. That's why cats rule the internet. Yeah. I'm, but, but I'm thinking it's not just like what the, 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 the kind of the feeling of the article I read was that it's like all these pervy older guys tipping. There's definitely some of that. There's definitely yeah, a, lot there, 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 there's, a lot of that. There's a lot of that. There is that. But um, I think there is the also not pervy kind of thing. Or like even the, if a guy's tipping more, it's not just 
Like, <laughs> you know, I think some of it's more like, oh, I should help her out if I do this. That's, you know, good for her or something. I, I, I think there might be some not pervy motivation behind the extra tipping there, as well. There may be some fatherly or grandfatherly, you know, kind of protectionism right. thing is, rather than the... But of course, you know, in today's world, people are going to immediately jump to the pervy thing. People are most eager for it. Uh, like, I was watching a Joe Rogan. Uh, and they were talking about, Joe was asking whoever his guest was, he's like, how come all porn now is like stepsister, stepmother, stepaunt, or step-uncle, grandfather? Why is all pornography now step? And it's like the only way you can be naughty? Because you can't have anything like that's like at all like forcing someone to do a thing they don't want to do, which used to be a lot of pornography, right? Now there's like the like the real estate agent like will you know, agree to it to like sell the property. but But pornography has changed a lot. And like Pornhub, I mean, it was a few years ago, it was in the news, they like shed a whole lot of their like videos. Well, and, that's and because a lot of their vis- videos were actually... Crap, too. Like the guy, you know the guy? The guy with the jacket? You hear about him? No. So apparently on Pornhub, at one point in their history, the, the this is the big porn site out of Montreal, Canada, um, free-ish. If you got 50,000 downloads of a video or something or for your channel, it's like it's like YouTube, but for porn. Um, if you got enough downloads, they would send you a free jacket that says Pornhub. And you can only get this jacket by getting that many downloads on your channel. And this guy's like, I want that jacket. So the video is just him like, hey, everyone, get your friends to watch this. I really want a free jacket. Here's how it works. And enough people on Pornhub were like, yeah, bro, I'll help you out. And they all shared his thing. I think it went on like mainstream at one point, and he got he got all the downloads, and then he got his jacket and did a video on Pornhub of me and my, but just a regular dude in his jacket. There's nothing sexual about it. So I think I think that kind of stuff is a bit. There's a professor a who, prof- te- who teaches math, like college level math, on Pornhub because it's a free video platform. Free video platform, and he, uh, I guess I don't know if he's spending enough time on it. He just, but he became successful enough. Now he has. Some of the po- porn stars on there, help, <laughs> helping him, helping him out, and so he's basically teaching them. No, and there's nothing sexual in these at all. There's like porn stars in like regular like clothing. Yeah, and they're like, "What's a math? This is a math." Oh, that's a great point to end. So, if you want to learn math from a pornographic website, uh, Montreal, Canada has provided Pornhub. It's a good excuse for if you ever get caught. It's like, I was looking for my math lesson. I was studying maths, mother. Yes. I was studying my maths. Please don't delete my history. Um, I don't know. That <laughs> uh, uh, porn's too easy to come. Come by? Come by. The- porn's too easy to come? What? Come by. What? Uh, it's, yeah, even that word sounds... Porn's too available. Porn- uh, it, 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 it removes all the challenge from like when we were kids. Like if we wanted porn, we had to either know someone who had an older brother or cousin or something like that, or you needed to know which abandoned building had the porn stash in it. You had a terrible childhood. Um, or you needed to uh, acquire a magazine from you know Five Finger Discount. A buddy of mine had most two-thirds of a pack of nudie playing cards from the 70s, which I think he got from his uncle's house. Or his, I, think, I, think, I think his uncle was one of those, like, bachelor uncles in his 50s, was like, ah, here, you could have these. I think most of them are there. And then, like, gradually all of us got some, and we're like, 
You know, like trading them like hockey cards. No, I can remember being uh, <laughs> probably twelve or thirteen, and down by the creek there was a down by the creek. <laughs> yeah, it had been thrown, it had been thrown out of someone's car, um, probably by someone's girlfriend or wife or something like that, and it was all like torn up, and we're like flipping through and trying to you know piece the pieces back together. You're trying to like 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 like, like jigsaw like archaeologist. Yes. You gotta put this porn back together. I think that's a breast. 13-year-olds today will never know the horror that we had to deal with in the 1980s and 90s. I, mean, I think that's a good place to end. Yeah. I think this is a breast. That's the name of the episode. I think this I think this is a breast. <laughs> it's either a boob or a ball guy. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good night, everyone. middle-aged man talk thank you so much for listening please check us out on patreon (laughs) woof